and it could come tonight. Hey, I'm going home on the morning train. Hey, you're a poet, and now we all know it. All right, Bernadine, thank you so much for playing the word game with us. We hope you have a wonderful and truly blessed rest of the day. Yes, I will. Thank you. You too. All right, darling. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to KAYT 88.1 FM, Gina Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. Verse 7 and 8 says, And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father? And he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them together. I would like to talk to you upon the subject this morning, under these circumstances. Under these circumstances. You may be seated. Sylvester Stallone, one of the most successful and iconic actors of our time. He wrote, starred, and played his role in the famous movie called Rocky and it received three Oscars, Best Picture, Best Director, and Film Editing. He also starred in a movie that's coming out on the 20th, Rambo, The Last Blood. And also with Sylvester Stallone, he got some steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum named after him complications his mother suffered during labor with him forced her obstetricians to use two pairs of forceps during his birth. The misuse of these accidentally severed a nerve and caused paralysis in parts of Stallone's face. As a result, the lower left side of his face is paralyzed, including parts of his lip, his tongue, and his chin. An accident which has given Sylvester Stallone his snarling look and slightly slurred speech. Today, as we look at another actor, he's a patriot who's on the cusp of performing a service any parent would not be happy in rendering. As we delve into the book of relationships here, named the book of the beginnings, Genesis, 
we witness old man Abraham. Moses is responsible for this account, and we can hear the trembling in Abraham's voice as well as his slow motion demeanor during this episode. Not because of his age, no. Not because of all of that, but because of the message that Yahweh has given him. This is during where God is about to establish the foundation of this father's faith. This happens during the writing of Moses when he penned down this 480th year of coming out of Egypt. But I bring you live special report today from Mount Moriah. If God has ever given you news that has caused you to label the news that he's given you circumstantial, because a lot of times when God does give us news, it's circumstantial. Whether you're going to do it or not. Well, you have the same eye that Abraham has right now. See, God is about to further the covenant that he's made with Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant, they call it. But you're probably wondering, like I did in looking at this text, well, why does God have to test Abraham at this juncture? We would even go further, Sister Green, to ask God, because I'm a Christian, and I tote the Bible, and I can quote a little bit, and I can carry a tune on paper, why do I have to be tested? Oh, you're quiet now, Smyrna, I know. Why he testing me? Why I'm going through this? Why not you? Amen, somebody. Oh, yeah, this is going to be painfully good for you today. Let me give you this. Can I give you a short answer? Chapter 20 of Genesis. Why does Abraham be tested at this juncture? Well, see, in chapter 20 of Genesis, you got to see the progression on how God tests his people. And this is where Abraham liked to have gotten the king Abimelech assassinated by God. Stay with me. You're going to be blessed today. He told King Abimelech that Sarah was his sister. Are you with me, church? The, the king then took her to be his wife. You done did this lying thing again, Abraham. You done told this man that your wife is your sister. God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, he said, you know, Abimelech, you are good as dead because the woman that you have taken is another man's wife. He answers back, well, Lord, did not this man tell me that she was his sister? I've done this with a clear conscience. And the Lord replies back. He says, yes, I know you did this with a clear conscience. And so I have kept you from sinning against me. This is why I didn't allow you to touch her. Goodness. Ooh, this is just the text. Verse 7. He says, now return the man's wife, for he's a prophet. And he will pray for you, and you're going to live. But if you do not return her, you may be sure that you and all of yours will die. Abimelech asked Abraham, man, why did you do this? And Abraham replied, listen to him. He says, I said to myself, there is surely no fear of God in this place. And they will kill me because of my wife. Are you listening, church, today? Yeah. Abimelech went on to say, this has brought guilt upon me and my kingdom. Yeah. 
He's talking to a king. He said, you've done things to me that should not have been done. So do you know the next step on what Abimelech did? He let her go. Because when God speaks to you in your sleep, that's what I told you earlier today when I gave you the pastoral remarks. God is talking to us. And we slamming a snooze button. Thinking we got time. Y'all quiet today. I know I'm talking about us. I'm talking about me too. Amen. Say, if, it's, if it's hitting you, say ouch. All right. He gave back the man's wife earlier that morning and brought gifts out to Abraham. And then he shared his land with him. Now, if anybody has lied to you, and now they want to stay, have to share their land with you. It must be something deep. Verse 17 of 18 of chapter 20 says this. Then Abraham prayed to God that God healed Abimelech, healed his wife and his slave girls so they could have children again. So there must have been a time that they could not have any children. And the text goes on to say the reason why is because the wife of Abraham was with Abimelech. The progression of some stuff that happened to us is because we have some stuff that don't belong to us. Am I in your house yet? Abraham has caused some serious things to happen in the realm of somebody else's kingdom. And now it has seeped over into the very fabric of his faith being tested. So one of the first statuses of Abraham's challenge in this text that's phrased to show us that God has an order that we don't understand. Oh, I hope you're writing this down. God has an order that we don't understand. Verse 1 and 2 of Genesis 22. And after these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am, here I am, Lord. <laughs> Take your son, your only son Isaac, the one whom you love, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I shall tell you. God wanted to show a forever picture that he does test his people. And he tests them to show the world that there are still people who fear me. Are you with me today, church? Now, by fear, I mean reverence and love and awe and true worship because all that true religion is is worship to God when you, not, not just true religion, all true religion is is that we fear God. Have you heard that before? In Revelation, fear God and give glory. You don't want to say it. I know. Yeah. Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. I don't know how well Abraham's hearing was when he heard, take your son, your only son, Isaac, the one who you love, and sacrifice him to me. I don't know how well his perception of what God had told him was, but the only thing that the text says to us from here, he said he hears that, that reverberation of God's voice because he was accustomed to hearing God's voice back in chapter 12 when God told him, come out from among your people. 
Am I talking to anybody here today? And so we heard this thing, take your son, your only son Isaac, and sacrifice him for me. And here is the steps of what Abraham did. He, he didn't question God on what he said. He moved with promptness upon his word. He didn't have time to think in his stuttering. I, well, Lord, did you? No, that's exactly what he said. Watch this. You know why he didn't stutter in his thought and his response to God? Because he was accustomed to hearing from God. He didn't, close, he didn't close God's mouth on the weekend. He didn't close God's mouth on Wednesday night. He didn't close God's mouth on Tuesday night. He didn't close God's mouth during Sabbath school. He didn't close God's mouth during 11 o'clock hour. Am I talking to us yet? He didn't close God. I'm talking about when you close your Bible, you close, God, close God's mouth. You don't want to do that. And notice what, and, and I know I'm, I'm harping on it, but you got to look at the imperative. He says, take your son, your only son Isaac, the one whom you love, and offer him up to me. That's God's imperative to Abraham, and it was mighty, ooh, it was mighty heavy yes. that he gave this. Because Abraham had been looking for a time that a son would come from his loins. Yes. Not Ishmael, who's 13 years older than Isaac at this time. But the, the covenanted son, the one whom God told him 25 years ago, you old joke, I'm going to give you a son. Okay, God, all right, I'm going to believe what you said just because you said it. Uh-oh, watch this. That's the street that we need to be on. We ought to be able, I'm trying to help somebody today, we ought to be able to be in a position just to believe God, Sister Vail, just because he said it. I know that the forecast don't look like it, but he said it. I know that the precipitation in my situation don't look like it, but he said it. And I know that there are other folk, they hating on me, but he said it. Abraham must have felt in sequence pride, fear, and awe. But in calling Isaac Abraham's only son, God was implied that he alone was considered the legitimate heir of the promise. He said, I know about Ishmael, I know. But that boy right there, he is a covenanted son. God led Abraham to absolute surrender by taking the most precious thing in his life and leading him to surrender that thing as an offering, as a sacrifice to God. Come here, Smyrna, right quick. The very thing that you're holding on to, the preciousness of that sin, God said, I want 